0: Welcome to Highly Political, a podcast where two passionate ladies smoke weed, talk politics, laugh, and sometimes cry, with special guests from the world of comedy, cannabis, and politics. We
1: haven't worked on Capitol Hill, but that's okay. We're paying attention, and so should you.
0: We want you to be informed, like little democracy angels. So pack your bowl, grab some snacks, and let's get into it. And remember, when they go low, we get high. Today, we're smoking train wreck. A mind bending hybrid with potent sativa effects that hit like a freight train.
1: This Northern California staple delivers hints of sweet lemon and spicy pine while awakening happiness and creative energy. Energy you'll definitely need when you're trying to figure out the
0: healthcare system. That's why we asked friend of the pod, Noah Chang, who holds a master's degree in health administration, to help us make sense of it all. Okay, T, light it up! Oh, yeah. Train wreck. I haven't smoked train wreck in a long time. Same. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I know, I really kind of, <laughs> kind of messes with me. Um so do you Noah. Just take turns? What was that? Oh you do oh you oh you have to take turns. Yeah, we have, have to take someone turns. In here? You think that both of us are just smoking a joint each, <laughs> Noah? I don't know. <laughs> um Noah, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. One of my dearest friends. And uh, you also are kind of, I guess, expert is like not really the right, but you, you know your stuff in the field of healthcare. Um, yeah, I,
2: should. I yeah. spent a lot of money on a degree.
0: Exactly. So can you um, tell us what your exact title is? And I know you have a little disclaimer for the for the folks at home. Sure. Uh, so I am a business services
2: analyst. Um, and before I get into all the healthcare stuff um i guess i just want to say that yeah my opinions are my own um they do not reflect anything of my organization um this is just for fun and if you do end up relying on my anything i say um advice wise or anything i'm discussing uh that's at your own risk Um, i think my attorneys would be very happy that i said that so um we'll just leave that at that
0: uh yeah ditto guys ditto yeah ditto uh did you write that down (laughs) in advance noah or did you memorize it um, I kind of memorized it. it wow. seems Right, seems like okay. I can't wait to be somebody with lawyers. I know, right? Like, yeah, uh, my lawyers will take care of it. My lawyer is like one eight hundred. We chase ambulances. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Legal Zoom.
1: That's my lawyer. Mine is a
0: Google. Google. <laughs> my uh, my boyfriend has accountants now. Ooh. I'm like, damn, baby. Something about those accountants that you have on retainer. <coughs> he owes a lot of taxes, so that's. <laughs> Um, Okay, Noah, you are a business service analyst for a research hospital. Yes, in Baltimore. Yes, and can you explain to us what that is?
2: Yeah, so um, basically uh, the organization that I work for is like a huge health system. Um, So they have like a bunch of hospitals And then, um, like, all these clinics out in the community, um, and they do research, they do teaching. It's like an academic hospital. And so you can imagine, like, with that many employees taking care of that many patients, like, we have, like, an electronic health record. They need to understand how the enterprise is doing. So I will take their mountains of data and try to make sense of it and communicate to executives and and let them know. You know, I, I developed these things called dashboards, which are kind of like the dashboard in your car. They just let you know how the organization is doing. So that's what I get to do on a daily basis.
0: Um, you know, see, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Could you keep going? Maybe have a couple more hits, but... <clears throat> Sorry to stop your fun. No, I mean, we're only three minutes in, so... Yeah, we got... I'll pace myself. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, <laughs> we'll have a halftime. Okay, Noah, so a hospital's... Like, how a hospital's doing. Like, what makes a hospital successful like that
2: is yeah a lot of different ways if you you could
0: like streamline it in your line of work
2: yeah from your Um,
0: perspective
2: so from my perspective so I sit in like kind of a um you know the way most hospitals are organized are like by department right so you have your department of radiology your department of dermatology and um, I liken it to kind of like a feudal society where you have all your lords and ladies of their and they reign over their own little kingdoms um and we call those kingdoms departments, you know they're essentially your medical and clinical specialties, and then I sit you know kind of in the king's the king's castle, you know um, okay, I'm with, yeah, whatever whatever this is this is a good analogy to... you're not gonna you're not gonna slow my roll right now I'm gonna keep going that uh, scared so... me
1: because I was looking away and I had no idea what that sound was Sam made I thought something like spilled or I don't know that's crazy. no I'm just re- laughing
0: at you're
1: just, just being rude <laughs> to our guest yeah
0: I'm just being rude to Noah <laughs> sorry Noah I'm
1: sorry for Sam you can continue I was I I was here for that analogy thank
2: you thank you um so yeah um we are very small, you know, that like most of the power is held by, you know, the departments. And so, but there is a need to go in between all that and like coordinate between say dermatology and pathology, right. Or, um, orthopedics and, uh, neurology, you know, because a lot of these disease states that, you know, if you have like, a a hard to diagnose condition Mm -hmm. they require multiple specialties to go through and so we kind of help coordinate and we're kind of the tissue that goes in between all those departments and um yeah like it's better when we work together
0: versus when you know everyone's their own lord or lady and doing their own thing does that make sense wow what a lovely anatomy analogy yeah, yeah, we,
2: we work on those at work. You know, oh, right. we have to use those constantly because we our our customers are essentially the doctors, and you know, um, so what I do, um, so that's my perspective of healthcare. Like, we are kind of like on an executive team, and we get to um, kind of dictate the overall vision, even though there is a high amount of discretion that goes to each department in fulfilling, you know. Um, what they need to do because first and foremost what we try to do is put the patients first and then in order to do that and allow for the clinical care to take place we have to give the doctors as much room to operate as possible so that they're not having to worry about budgets billing you know um, whether or not they're getting patients in we take care of
0: all that so all the doctor has to do is concentrate on seeing patients great and there that's a lot And there, as a doctor, their goal would be to see less patients because we want healthy patients not continually coming to doctors, correct?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, that's in this day and age. Like, that's what we're trying to move towards is, Mm. like, you know, um, there's – in all of the United States or whatever, like, people are only so healthy – um, and we want to try to reduce what are called preventable conditions so that we can free up the doctors to do the advanced stuff, like the really complicated stuff, um, so they don't have to worry about, like, day-to-day
0: management of, say, someone's, like, uh, weight. I don't know. Right. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Okay. And um, so, like, insurance companies, right? I have insurance. How does that come into play? How does an insurance company work with a hospital? Because I don't know, right? Yeah, right. And I just, like... Them. Other than yeah, other than
1: I know, a lot of times you yeah. can't go if you don't have insurance. Yeah, you
0: can't go if you don't have insurance. That's what I know. Well, yeah, it's extremely like expensive, right? Because you can walk. That's because you can walk into the ER well, and like thousand dollars for a visit or whatever, right? Who fronts the bill if you don't have insurance for that? The hospital?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, probably you, <laughs> if you Yeah, that's yeah. But um. You know, for nonprofit hospitals, in order for them to retain their nonprofit status, they do have to give a certain amount of uncompensated care. So like, yeah, if you are in need or you're very poor, um, it is a requirement that nonprofit hospitals uh, compensate your care at no cost to you. Right. So that's part of our bottom line every year is, you know, in order to retain our nonprofit status, we have to be
0: giving like a certain amount of care away essentially for free. And that's a government um, regulation on your hospital? Yeah, I think that's like part of the nonprofit five oh five oh whatever like four oh one you know <Yeah. laughs> the tax code. Mm. Can you go over the difference between Medicare versus Medicaid again?
2: Yeah, so um, I think you asked earlier, you know, how the insurance bill hits the hospital,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, or vice versa, how the hospital bills the insurance. So um, basically, you know, you have your insurance plans, right? HMO, PPO. Um, some some a lot of people get it through their employer, um, and then yeah, some people get it through Medicare or Medicaid. Um, so if you're Medicare. Uh, That is a federally sponsored program, so it's administered by the federal government. So if you look at your tax statement or your paycheck every month, it should have a deduction for Medicare costs, right? Everyone who is a salaried employee kind of has to pay that. So that's what that is, federal taxes, going to uh, people who are 65 and older. And like some of them, uh, there are some... uh, people are eligible for Medicare if you say have um, like a disability or you're disabled or you have at what's called end state end stage renal disease then you also become eligible for Medicare at which point the um, Medicare essentially pays for 80 percent of um, whatever it costs to uh, treat you um, so that's Medicare Medicaid is um, a state organization so this is kind of like the state form of medicare and the eligibility for that is not a function of age but rather um your income level so if Mm -hmm. you're say 400 percent the like poverty level then you may or may not be eligible for medicaid so that's how medicaid works Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um and then both of these agencies including your private insurers like blue cross blue shield kaiser permanente all of them will Um, be billed by the hospital so if you receive treatment and you are covered by any of these plans um, the hospital will issue a bill and send it to your insurance carrier at a pre-negotiated rate Um, Medicare and Medicaid obviously it's a lot easier and simple you know because there's only one uh, fee schedule and one negotiated rate but yeah um, a hospital needs to keep track of every single plan that they accept between Blue Cross Blue Shield, Kaiser Permanente, um, Cigna, whatever, whatever have what
0: have you, um, hospital needs to keep track of all of that. And is the agreed upon amount like just basically lawyers versus lawyers, and I figure it out? Yeah, it can be a lot of
2: different things. Um, yeah, it's like a whole division that our hospital has and our health system has is just contracting mm-hmm. with payers, mm-hmm. right? Like um it can be lawyers on lawyers it can be like you know just wheeling wheeling and dealing handshaking um, a lot of what we support are employees right so um a really large employer say like coca-cola might have their own health plan at which point we would be negotiating with their attorneys or negotiators
0: for um rates for what we are paid Isn't that crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so That's complicated. Really, it's super complicated that kind of- It sadly makes sense to me in, like, consumerism, capitalist, like, America, you know? The the go-to brand you use was Coca-Cola. Let's say Coca-Cola. They somehow determine how much you pay for insurance.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, so your insurance company has a say. Um, You know, your employer, if you're an employer-sponsored health plan, has a say, you know? And what that makes for is, you know, uh, an ankle say surgery or maybe even a cast that you get for a sprained ankle depending on who your insurance is depending on where you go to get treated you could be paying or the insurance company could be paying anywhere from like 20 bucks to like 400 bucks oh and it God. depends on the, the setting and like all these crazy things um, mm. you know which is why Medicare for all is such a big topic you know? yeah, like, let's so simplify crazy. all that let's get rid of all that
1: it's let's say the whole Medicaid meta medi- Care stuff. My mom recently has been going through some issues. Um, I believe she had Medicaid, and she was so that's the state. That's the state one. She's on disability. Yep. Um, she has fibromyalgia, and she had like really long battle with disability court, and finally like won. So everything was going great. She was able to keep her doctor at Kaiser and everything. And then out of the blue, she got um, something saying that all her medical was gone. She lost it. So. No, she no longer had Medicaid so she wasn't able to go see her doctor she, so she has about maybe six or seven different medications including like a heart medication um, that she's not going to be able to renew her prescription on so and then she's also has like a lot of anxiety so it's like caused her to be more anxious which is messing with her heart um, so she's been dealing with social security and disability trying to figure something out and then also she got an Another letter from Social Security saying they're taking so much money from her disability check each month now because she's on Medicare. Yeah. And she's like, but I have nothing. I don't have any insurance right now. I can't go to my doctor. And then the lady just told her, oh, well, I guess just disregard that, that uh, letter then. My mom's like, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Just disregard it." So that she's going through all these hoops. They want her to fax things. She can't go into person anywhere to talk to anybody. Can you
0: wait? Can you have Medicare and Medicaid at the same time? Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's dual eligibility. That's yeah. very rare, though. Um, but it does happen. So your mom I, I don't had know. that. I,
0: you? I, I I don't know if she had
1: that to be honest with you, or she had one and now they're saying she has the other. But she has no access to her doctor right now. When she tries to go, Yo, they say she has no insurance that. whatsoever. Um, How long has it been? She's been dealing with this probably for the last month.
2: Okay. All right. So she hasn't seen her doctor in maybe a month?
1: I think it's been longer than that because I think she was due for an appointment um, right before all this happened. So it's probably been probably two to three months since she's seen her doctor. She's on a, like, again, like I said, a bunch of different medications. And um, I think she has to see her doctor like every two to three months.
2: Yeah, for refills yeah. at least. And so she has you know, a lot of pain
1: often. management stuff, especially with the fibromyalgia. So how does she?
0: What does she do? Does she just? So in this case, she's stressing. Would that's terrible. Would she? Would Tiana's mom just go to the hospital, emergency care, or something, and be like, "I need, I need refills of my prescriptions." What would she do? Well, first, um, geez, this is. Like, I, I feel so bad, like, and I guess I should say, sorry, like,
2: (laughs) I guess I kind of represent like, you know, this entire crazy bullshit, like industry, you know, and I'm part of that and I make, I, I earn my living off of that whole establishment. So this is the last thing we want to happen. Um, you know, for your mom's care to be dictated by an insurance coverage or insurance company is what is happening. Um... And I don't know. I don't know. Like if she does go to the ER, the hospital will issue. Well, a good hospital will be the one to also help find your insurance for you. Be like, okay, um, you know, a lot of hospitals and health systems have financial counselors who can kind of suss through the very specific situations. But, um, you know, if your mom, how old is your mom, Tiana?
1: She will be 50 this year.
2: 50 okay so it's not like yeah she's 65 and just has automatic medicare eligibility um but yeah if, if you do have a notice that like medicare is her payer like um if you have anything in writing that says that or something directly from medicare she should be able to go to her doctor and give her give them her medicare card i mean she would have a card though um she so had a,
1: yeah, she had, yeah i don't know
0: if she had a medicare card to ask her i know she has a kaiser card yeah so in this case she would well kaiser they right. have their own hospital so right. she would just go to kaiser's department like the financial advisor department noah and just be like well, hey, she I, needs I have treatment. right
2: if she needs treatment immediately or she's like in a medical emergency, she should just go to the ER and Mm -hmm. like take care of herself first. Um, a good hospital will make sure that like they, you can worry about the billing later and then, then they'll help track down whatever insurance cause getting money out of you is also not ideal for us, right? Because you're hard to track down. You might not be able to pay all at once. So it makes sense for us to go after the insurance before we go after you. And if, if that's not the case, then, um, you know, that's either a
0: bad hospital or, like, someone not acting in good faith, if that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds like your mom has a lot of papers to print out and, like, she's going just... Yeah, Again, it's weird, like she said, that
1: she has, like, fax a lot of things. I just feel like they make it really difficult and super archaic, you know? Yeah. And it's just hard because she's kind of, like, all alone doing all this stuff. She has anxiety, which escalates, you know, her fibromyalgia and her, mm-hmm. like, heart problems. Um, yeah. And, and she can't go is in person anywhere. On such a
0: larger scale, right. like, It's a not just scale. your mom. It's like right thousands and thousands of people in different cities, and
1: right. And she has a little little bit of time mm-hmm. because it, she has some of her medication still. But there's, you know, what's going to happen when she runs out? And she probably can bide some time after that. But you know, there's people like you said who are going through things where they have much more dire circumstances.
0: But I just is just... this yeah. something that like Obamacare was trying to fix, or? Yeah. I mean, it was ideally it would have been that everyone has health care coverage with somebody and Mm -hmm. like you have and then, you know,
2: everyone's required to get health insurance. Right. was the whole idea Um, so that this doesn't happen. that You at least know. Um, But, you know, that's kind of it's been really. What do you call it?
0: Are Um, you a fan of Obamacare or what's what are your take? Can Can we call
1: it the Affordable Care Act? yeah <laughs> I just hate their like the rebranding of Obamacare, even though I love Obama because that was the ploy by Republicans to like kind of yeah, demonize to associate it. It, yeah. with it. Um, so just
0: you're right, girl ACA. He... I guess I feel like we tr- kind of reclaimed it, but then the the right keeps like yeah Obamaing it i'm I'm just saying
1: like if they' changed it the name to Trump care. Like it w- that would work on me. I'd be like, "Ew!" Overnight. I would vote against it. I'd be like, I don't want that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So great
1: marketing tactics, guys. Bravo on that. Um, but we're gonna reclaim our time and <laughs> call,
2: uh, call ACA.
0: Call ACA anyway. Sorry, carry on. So, yeah, so, you a fan of the ACA, or what's your vibe here on it?
2: Yeah, like a huge fan of the ACA. I think it was like you know, for years and years, nobody was doing anything. I mean, at this point today. Um, you know, the healthcare expenditure of Americans is one in every five dollars. It's nearly twenty percent of our entire GDP. Holy right? Shit. So that you know what As that I'm is? drinking
0: my LaCroix, I'm like, Holy <laughs> <shit."> <laughs> oh
2: fuck. <laughs> fuck, take this sip. You know, um, no, it's like um that what that equates out to every year is ten thousand dollars for every wo- man, woman, and child in America is going <laughs> oh my God. to a healthcare. Um, That's bad. That's wrong. We gotta yeah, fix that. I'm gonna get my Lacroix now. Um,
3: LaCroix.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's serious, and and like the entire idea behind um, the ACA was to hedge against that, right? Like. Um for years and years, it's been increasing steadily at a at a rate of two to five percent every year our increase in expenditure um, And the ACA was supposed to blunt some of that um because if once you get everyone covered, that means that insurance companies are making money off of healthy people, which subsidizes the care for the very unhealthy. Mm. right That was the idea. Okay. make the insurance markets healthy. like you know it's like, um, if nobody has car insurance, right? <laughs> um, if nobody has car insurance, then you know your insurance premiums are going to be through the roof, right? Because you would essentially be paying for the entire damage of your car, right? Mm. But once we have people paying into a giant fund that they're not necessarily going to use, that's when you know you can keep the cost of care down, um, and like, or you can keep the insurance premium down is when you have lots of people in it, and
0: um, so in theory, know, for, it's an amazing thing, but it just got like bastardized so much. Yeah. With all the... Yeah, got,
2: what happened was like, an individual mandate, right? It yeah. was supposed to be like a serious, serious fine, either on your taxes or maybe even directly. I don't, I don't know the actual language. But what happened was the cost of insurance, um, you know, was such that um, the fee or the fine that you would incur if you don't have insurance would be less than like what it would cost for you to actually get insurance so it's uh, like there's no point like you 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 would rather pay the fee than you know if money is what you're worried about you would rather pay the fee than
1: right um, i
3: see yeah
2: so that's i think something that the republicans um kind of uh shoehorned or pigeonholed into the law
0: They really to, did
2: to get it to pass um you know but also get it You know, that's what the Democrats like compromised on, because that's where I think the Republicans took their stand and said, we're going to gut this law by taking away your very like the thing that gives it teeth. You know, Um, so right now, I mean, what the ACA did was establish insurance markets in every state. Right. So um, California has a really healthy insurance market. Right. So that's the um, the website you can go to to purchase your own insurance plan if you don't have it. Through your employer or Medicare or Medicaid or something like that, um, it's called—I forget what it's called—something. Um, the healthcare marketplace is what it's yeah, called. Yeah,
0: covered California. Health, Is that covered California? Yeah, covered yep. California. What is yours? And like Co- covered mine, Baltimore? That's...
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't. I just want—I just believe. want alliterations like right?
0: BeBeautifulBaltimore.com.
2: Medica- Medical Maryland would be nice. Oh, yeah,
0: Medical oh, Maryland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, duh, Baltimore's not the state. I'm, like, thinking. <laughs> and, yeah, you obviously just took a hit of that train
1: wreck again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pretty blitzed. I'm not even going to. I'm focusing. Every time Noah's talking about healthcare. I'm, like, focusing so hard. Like, I'm taking the SATs all over again. Like, really <laughs> Okay, so. Do we know – we didn't really – this is more of like a more political over time thing, but do we know why the Republicans just hate it so much? Do you have any theories in your line of work, Noah, or you don't – you just – you know, you don't really pay attention to the politics of it?
2: I mean – yeah, we have to pay attention to the politics because I think two years ago um, when Trump first got elected, they were talking a lot about repealing. I mean, I think they, they went to the House and the Senate to vote a couple of times right, yes. and we were we were all kind of panicking and be like, oh, my God, is, is the ACA going to go away? And then that would change a lot for us. Like um, Maryland's also a special state, which I can get to if we have time. But, um, you know, overall, um the ACA was originally a Republican idea. It was um, oh, Mitt Romney's Romney, idea. yeah, Romney came Yeah, out, yeah. yeah, and um, you know it's a economically sound principle in that if you have an insurance market, the way you make that market healthy is to make the law of averages apply to it, which means <laughs> you need extremely large amount, uh, large numbers of people. You know that's why California is like health health. Um, what's it called? Uh, marketplace. Your guys' marketplace is so healthy is because you have the population to sustain
3: it. Mm. But
2: smaller states like Maryland or, you know, Wyoming probably have terrible, like, some of them straight up shut down because mm. they couldn't support, you know, um, the, the private insurers in the area could not support, you know, the kind of adverse um, effects of... Which is
0: why the a lot of, Medicare. in red states, too, like, a lot of voters in those states are very anti it because it's just caused them, like, trouble or maybe some false hope. Right. Which is a really big messaging Under- problem, and it's understandable. Totally understandable. It's- but I also, a lot of Republicans in those states, I, I don't, like, I should have brought some more C-SPAN knowledge with me, but a lot of Republicans in that, in those states, like, they were not helpful in the setup, and they, and messaging... Mm. You know, I I feel like in in California we're so blue, it just seems so accessible. Like you have like commercials, yeah, yeah, more campaigns went into it, and I guess that has something to do with the money on the Democratic side for the messaging on that as well. Yeah, I mean politically, I can't tell you, like I
2: don't understand. I just straight up don't understand, like because what happened was. Um, states straight up voted against like the senators and, and representatives for specific states straight up voted against the act even though it expanded Medicaid in their state even though they got federal money to support their Medicaid programs and therefore could make their own people healthy, they straight up said F you, we're not doing this just because it's Obamacare you know, like just and that's what appears to me like I don't, like that's the craziest thing in that people straight up expended like, people's lives, so that, you know, this thing called Obamacare would, like, not be a popular thing in their state.
1: Well, I think that's um, interesting to think about what people are motivated by. Like, are people motivated to keep people healthy and get them healthy? Or, you know, are they motivated by the lobbyists who are taking them out and talking to them about, you know, repealing ACA?
0: Obamacare in 2008, it was like, we were just starting college, and so you kind of pay attention to it. Right. You know... But you don't really, because when you're 21, you don't, you're not really into politics that much. I mean, with the majority of people, right? So I just remember all the battling and battling and battling. And then, you know, I moved, I have a, a employer who doesn't cover me. And so I luckily have healthcare for now and I, I love it, but I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm just like waxing poetic about the fucking. I was like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, I'm i coming like, with <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah.
1: You took ori- a left
0: turn? Oh, what was my <laughs> original point? <laughs> All right, okay. You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. <laughs> okay, steady on. Back to my original point. Can we help me get there? I'm trying to think where you kind of started. Because you took me... Oh, I, you know, I think I think the thing to me is I just don't... Under- I'm with Noah, basically. I just don't understand why... why- so, oh, yeah. Is it... So, who would, who would be talking to lawmakers who are anti this law, right? Insurance companies or... Uh, medical device? Do we know? That's what, right. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Why? What's the money vote motivated behind? Yeah, what's the
2: conspiracy I
0: here? I got it. I Ooh, read, yeah.
2: my <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Um,
0: that's
1: a good question so. it How we got back? would oh. you
3: say? Again?
1: Was... <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the question is: So, wow, Noah, <laughs> you you did understand why people wouldn't vote or would vote against this yeah. when they were voting against keeping Besides people healthy? Besides
0: just their hate of Obama, yeah. like.
1: So what Dude, would people, what would lobbyists profit mm-hmm. from, or what type but of lobbyists? Insur- do insurance
0: companies, for the most part, are like where the ACA was heading? No, yeah, okay. like
2: what that means is more people are paying premiums. You know, right? Mm. Like that's that's good for them. You know, they um, that that put, get that gets insurance companies on board. Hospitals and providers are definitely down for it. Yes, let's make sure that this person can pay their medical bill. You know, like.
1: That's the financial motivator for, you know, the providers. What about the like people, pharmaceutical I mean, companies?
2: The, I'm sorry, say that again?
1: What about like pharmaceutical companies?
2: Pharmaceutical companies, yeah. I mean, they're in the same, I would assume they're in the same bucket as providers and that once people get insurance, that means they start, you know, buying drugs. Their insurance company starts paying for drugs for them, right? Like I couldn't, I mean, potentially... What it was, what it can be is someone who doesn't understand their own need for health insurance and say, okay, if I have to pay $6,000 a year, I don't want to do that. You know, if I'm healthy, if I think I can be healthy, you know, so maybe yeah. it's a question of like education, um, you know, and, and maybe that is what was sold to the people by these senators who were voting against the ACA is that, the, you know, Obama's just trying to get your money, you know, to prop up insurance companies and your doctor, when really what it was
0: was make sure you can afford to get sick um I guess so so So, with well before we
1: move on because now since you took me down that stony conspiracy (laughs) road about (laughs) who would be like where's the money coming from to like fund this stuff Uh in my mind I could totally see it coming from pharmaceutical companies because granted yeah you know with more people insured more people going to the doctors they're getting more medication Mm -hmm. but I think when people are really sick that's where more medication more expensive medication comes into play versus healthy people you know what I mean I feel like someone who's being prescribed they make more money off of sick people than they make off of healthy people yeah Yeah. well I mean I I guess in that
2: sense it might be neutral right like um well why
0: the cost of drugs though right like some should so expensive in the U.S., right? Oh like, yeah, I was
1: reading that uh, there's a medication that is ten times
0: the amount in the U- or in U.S. than it is in the U.K. Do you know why that is? Yeah, I, was, I feel like we're like no, We're making him the be all and all in all of our healthcare questions. Sorry, for yeah, putting if you, you on spot. Know, you Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I should. It. I should stop being so supportive and helpful. <laughs> so, do you know why that is, Noah?
2: Um, in the UK, why it's so much cheaper, or just right?
1: anywhere, like why, why is like why is there such an inflation sometimes on medication? Like you see these things where like a company buys a pharmaceutical mm-hmm. company, and then insulin rises like six hundred percent in the pricing. Yep. Why, why does it's that kind be- of stuff happen?
2: It's because of patents. Like it's because patents afford companies an essential monopoly over a certain drug, and if you have a monopoly. You can set your price at whatever you want because when it comes to medication, people will be willing to pay whatever you want. You With know, so Dick
0: Martin Screlly. Mm.
2: Exactly.
0: He bought the so Wu-Tang like, album for a million dollars but he's charging people like hundreds of dollars for a heart pill, right?
2: God, yeah. what a shit. Or like EpiPens, <laughs> right? Like yes. people need EpiPens and then, you know, uh there's no competition because another person or another company cannot make EpiPens because they hold the patent. So and then they have ways of refreshing the patent it's supposed to expire i think after a term of like 10 or 15 years or whatever so that's where you you get your generic drugs and that's why generic drugs are so cheap but when you refresh your patent over and over you know you cannot have market competitors start creating generics and like that is why the price the pricing of medications is so out of control in the United States is because they
0: essentially are given license by the American government to have a monopoly over their products. Tiana's losing her shit over
1: here. That is just, (laughs) it's just so fucking evil. You know what I mean? Like, if you hold monopoly and there's a certain amount of demand, you can set a price to where you're always going to be making a profit but not breaking people's bank. Yeah. But instead, you're like, you know what? I'm going to make it a billion dollars. (laughs) Like, fuck you. It's just It's just really sad Mm -hmm. that people have opportunity when they have really bad intentions, you know? Yeah. So, like, we talk about, like, and why we're all so confused why you would vote against ACA. Because we have good intentions. We want people to be healthy. We want our neighbors to be equal and have as good of things as we do. But so many people are so self-centered and don't have good intentions, they're just thinking about their own profit. It's just, it literally is maddening to me. (laughs) I don't understand. Straight
2: up. Straight up sociopathic is what it is. It's like mm. sociopaths are running. It's like watching a sociopath run away with money. Like yeah. that's what it's like
0: watching. And then these burn it just because it can. Yeah. Buy that album. Yeah. Buy that Wu Tang album for a million dollars. I just buying
2: a triceratops skull and putting it in your basement.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a nice little callback, my friend. Oh that was man, you know <sighs> yeah, it's, uh, you yeah, know it's rough. It's rough. We
1: we out here. It's rough. And there's and there's no laws against this. Like. There's no cap no. on what you can increase it to.
2: No, like, yeah, there are no price controls as far. As, well, let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> so, Noah's, is like
0: testing his lawyers right now, like, like us. <laughs> uh, no, let me check yeah, the, yeah, Google. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is kind of unrelated, but back to br- like br- branding, whatever. Mm. W- one thing I really hated that the Republicans branded about the ACA was they they um, they coined end of life care death panels. Do you remember that? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. And yep. it's end of life care is just something that you know if somebody's not doing so hot, the whole family can come together and decide the plan of action, the course of action if that person would die. Um, but then you would get help from your doctors, right, Noah? So the way the Republicans branded it was that it's basically a panel of doctors who get to do decide if somebody lives or dies. Right? That's how they.
2: Yep. Yep. That's like the fact is like Medicare, so that Medicare is for everyone over 65. So um, generally, I think the statistic is something like 50 to 60% of all Medicare expenditure in a given year is on the 10 to 15% who pass away and are Medicare eligible every year. So the majority of what we're spending, the one single bucket that Medicare spends on is end of life care. And if we, wanted, if we wanted to reduce the cost of healthcare in the United States, we would manage that more efficiently. That's the fact, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, um, regardless of whatever morality or ethics you want to apply to this, we, we just spend way more than any other country in holding on to the last six months of life. Mm. Um, and, you know, for people, that can be chemotherapy and, like, losing a battle to chemotherapy that they weren't going to win anyway. You know, for other people, it could be um, doing a nice, like, six months in a nursing home. I mean, that's not nice. That's the wrong way to put it. Wow. But, you know, doing it in a not a hospital and, like, doing it with your family, doing it at home, hospice care, you know, that kind of, kind of thing. And that's the conversation that w- was tried, that the ACA tried to create is let's talk about this. But, yeah, I mean, the... Certain political party expended a lot of political capital. Just call it a death panel, I think. And like,
0: I, I don't remember know. that. I remember. Yeah. Being young, like Fox News was talking about death panels, and I just was like, it's like a
1: very vivid, like, yeah, image too. Just I just imagine like a table, these like old dudes just like looking at you, all sick,
3: like,
1: Nope. No. Next. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh
0: shit. Did they ever talk? They said they kept saying. That, like, doctors can decide if you die or not. But they never said how they would do it. They never said that. They were never, like, they're going to unplug you. They're going to throw you in an incinerator. They never... Right. They were just... They they instilled the fear without setting the rational... Like, the logic that would follow. Yeah. And people bought into it.
1: And I think that's really smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's it's really smart because, I mean, there's nothing worse than your own like imagination and your worst fears and if you can fill that blank it doesn't matter if they never told you exactly what they lit the fire or the gasoline oh damn i
0: know girl it's crazy no i know this is pretty (laughs) this is pretty basic but can you just go over um hmos versus ppos
2: yeah so um, the difference is how I think your provider gets paid so both are kinds of insurance plans right um, so Kaiser is known for the HMO um, and uh, you know Blue Cross Blue Shield is your stereotypical PPO um, so uh, if I am Dr um, Stark and I am seeing a patient and you have a PPO your insurance company will give will pay me every time I see you Um, versus an HMO, which is uh, if I'm Dr. Stark and I see you, um, I get a monthly fee. Um, So every month I get the same amount of money, whether I see you or not. Um, And if I see you a whole bunch, it doesn't even matter. I still get the one fee. Yeah, that's the difference. And there's like a whole reason, like the idea behind HMOs. So PPO's like kind of makes sense, right? Like um, you get paid or you uh, have to pay money every time you get seen. But the reason, what happens with an HMO is that um, your provider should be managing your care um, to keep you out of the office, right? So if you're if you're kept healthy in an ideal setting, you can make money um, mm. being paid an HMO. So that's kind of like the driver there, um, is that it's supposed to be a financial level, lever for your doctor to keep you healthy and out of the clinic or hospital.
0: Okay. And the, so... For the average American, I would want a PPO, right? Yes. Well, hard to say um, because I think HMOs like Kaiser, they do a really good job of coordinating your care. Yeah, I have, I have an HMO and I, I haven't had much problem, Me, per, my personal story. Mm. But I know that like PPO is the gold, right? Like you want that.
2: Yeah. I mean, so Medicare, for example, is a PPO. And your provider gets paid every time you get seen. So you don't have to worry about whether or not, you know, your insurance authorizes it. I mean, in some cases you do. But generally, um, you have to go through a lot more hoops in an HMO to get to your provider versus a PPO. Typically, you know, if you have a specialist problem, you can go. See a specialist directly rather than having it within an HMO to have to see your PCP and then getting a referral to see a specialist. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lot of oops You mean PPA, right? Not PCP, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Your PCP is for HMOs. Oh, God. Uh, I hate the acronym
1: game, the alphabet uh, soup. PCM.
0: Primary care physician. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it.
1: I just stumbled upon the PCP. <laughs> I was reading an you know, email. I was like, yo, what is this? And I was
0: like, oh.
3: No oh, primary
0: care position. I figured it out. I really want to go to the chiropractor, and it's, like, really hard for my insurance to take that. Do you know why, Noah? Do you know why they did all this hate on the chiropractor? Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was the best answer. Nope. That's a big no from Noah. Um... Noah, thank you so much for answering our questions. Just, like, wealth of knowledge over here. Thank you, guys. And healthcare's so confusing. Healthcare's so confusing. And I don't think it's a mistake. Yeah,
2: definitely. (laughs) Well, like, Tiana, you were talking about your mom and, like, what she had to go through with disability. Like, I'm not immune either. Like, you know, my mom, she got diagnosed with cancer um, not too long ago. Um, She's okay. Um, but, and she's in treatment, but, um, it came really close and we just happened, our family just happened to get really lucky with when my mom turned 65 and when we enrolled in like our Medicare plans,
3: Mm. like to the point where my mom almost couldn't get treated by the doctors that she needed to get treated by because of an insurance coverage issue, you know,
2: and that is the most horrifying thing, right, is for families who have to get their care dictated by someone who's other than a medical professional
3: or yourself.
1: Because there's only certain times of the year, right, that you can enroll for healthcare. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in California, at least, right? I don't know. I mean the marketplace is only open in January, right? Or is there, yep. or yeah. Okay. So just once a year in Jan, in the beginning of the year, I think. Wow.
2: I think, I think that's like when enrollment periods are so like, you when know, you guys- my mom was in the the grace period, um, for dropping her plan. So, um, you know, she went with what's called a Medicare advantage plan, hmm. um, which is an HMO that Medicare will contract with to manage your care for you. Um, and it's, So for Medicare, even though it's federally um, subsidized, you still have to pay a premium every month, and you still have to pay a copay, Mm. 20%. So, um, you know, for a lot of seniors, they don't want to do the premium, and they think they're going to be healthy, so they'll – so a lot of these Medicare Advantage plans are free, no premium, sometimes no even copay. But what you give up is your ability to be – you know, to decide your own care and to – um, so yes, a lot of the treatment you go through has to go through what's called utilization review, where insurance company uh, reviews the medical necessity of what you're tr- requesting to be treated. Um, which is essentially, uh, well, they have their own doctors, so you're still technically being, um, you know, your care is still being dictated by a medical professional, but they work for the insurance company, not you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So my mom was in this window. We, we, she got treated, but what this made me think about is like, I have this master's degree in health administration, right? I got it from one of the top public health, um, you know, schools in the world. And I still don't know. I still had to do my own research and gave in some instances the wrong advice to my parents just because I couldn't understand like it's so complex even for me like a healthcare professional to understand the ins and outs of how to get someone like coverage and like so yeah I'm like working on that um you know my at work and trying to see if there's any interest in like creating a training program for like people like me so that we can help out those in our community and our loved ones like get like advise them
1: in how to properly navigate this crazy thing we call health insurance that is so touching makes me want to like cry that you're gonna put a wanna that inspired you to put a program like that together Aww. No, I just, it's just because was... it, like you said it's it's so hard like the stuff my mom's going through what my godmother went through during her cancer treatment it's just and you're in especially when you're in such a emotionally sensitive state going through these things to have yeah. to all of a sudden have to figure out this whole new language and like you said yeah. hope you're giving the best advice and making the right choice so i know i think it's really inspirational and great that there's people out there like you that have good intentions and that want to make it easier for people and to understand and make the right choices so i just thank, really thank you. you for that
0: yeah thank you noah it is so scary though that like you are, you went to, you have a master's in it and you still needed help, you know? Right. Imagine yeah. all the people who have only a high school education right. trying to navigate their way through their own health care.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a huge problem. And could you imagine like being traumatized where like, you know, you were told by some person in charge that you don't deserve care and right. like, that's what how you feel and then you don't want to ever go to a doctor's office again like that's happens every day where people are traumatized by you know um the healthcare system because of a bad experience and then it turns them off to even taking care of themselves for
1: the rest of their lives like it's it's nonsense oh, that's terrible okay which oh, <laughs> is so sad. It's so
2: sad but but
1: it's but, but this is the thing it's like it's reality and it's important that we're Finding this information out and diving deep into it because we can't change things if we don't really yeah. understand what we are battling. So it's sad and we can be sad for a moment, but together we can inspire people to do better. At least that's my hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, you know? Yeah. I do not I cannot handle any more of this joy. <laughs> I've lost my place like three times. Um do you guys do doctors in your hospital condone cannabis?
2: Yeah. So our hospital has a pretty cool policy, and then we don't necessarily um, condone it, but we allow the practitioners to who think it's a good idea for their patients to prescribe it. So okay. we're not supporting it. We're supporting our doctors who do want to do it. Like that's that's kind of the policy, and I think that's pretty cool. And that we're forward thinking, and you know, that's c- completely on brand for us is to um, you know prioritize what the doctors want. And, like, if their patients want it and they think it's, like, medically necessary, that's cool. Um, and, yeah, if they want to do research, even better. Because there's a lot of weird stuff we did, still don't know about cannabis. Like, that's that's kind of cuckoo. That um, oh, was, it. like, sorry, what was that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she said, like, what?
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, sorry. It's Did like, you it's unbutton everything. your shirt? <laughs> you know it's so
1: funny? I just noticed that, too. <laughs> oh, I like it. like, has it been a- unbuttoned the whole time? We're Skyping, now.
0: This is my
2: highly political look. Like, is...
0: <laughs> We're here for I think it. it might be a new requirement for all guests. Just a, a white button, I'm sure, with the first three buttons unbuttoned. No, just like a, a slight costume change. Oh. Halfway through. Halfway through. You know, yeah. What country do you think is doing it right
2: um i couldn't tell you what country i mean (laughs) i think generally most of them are doing it better you know than the united states i think that's like if you're a western country that's like uh pretty good in terms of gdp you're probably doing it better than america i can't tell you what state is doing better (laughs) and i'm gonna go ahead and get on you know maryland's tip right now because
0: like just the tip
2: yeah, because um, Maryland actually regulates health care more than any other state in the country. Like, we um, we just established a uh, drug control, a drug price control board for our state. You know, I don't know why this didn't hit national news. Nothing in Maryland ever hits national news except for goddamn our mayor. <laughs> but, um <laughs> Uh, basically, this is a board that will establish um,
3: price controls for medications, so that things like Martin Scully don't happen, um, and we can keep That's
2: the cost amazing. care down. I agree. They're um,
0: right. but yeah, no, I think I think we've um touched upon a lot of topics, and I feel like I know a little bit more. I feel like I after so talking to you, and thank you so much for. Yeah, thank you for again. Having good
1: intentions and being somebody out there who, you know, is really trying to do something better for everyone else and spending this time with us, educating us and our audience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It really inspired me to also kind of do more research and see like what else I don't know because I'm sure it's a lot.
0: It's so much. Uh, Noah, as our guest, would you like to um, tell us your love and your hate? For this week.
2: Yeah. Um Maybe start so with I your hate and
0: end with your love.
2: I hate online dating and like modern love. I hate it. It's so hard. It's it's such a nightmare. And it's a dystopic it's a dystopia out there. And I I I hate it.
0: <laughs> that is a good hate. I am flabbergasted. I did not
1: know that was gonna be your hate. I am here for yeah. it. I also hate it. I yeah. like you have, I had you have to, to I had fun with it,
0: with with it, it if I'm, I'm being honest. honest. I'm just... Yeah. I have
1: no interest I mean, I, I, in online dating. Yeah. I'm, like, really terrible think, at texting. Yes. That's the thing. It's, like, it's a whole new
2: set of rules oh, that I'm not at. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I can't get a hold of, like, what the rules are. And then, even if you do mm-hmm. get a hold of them, you still have to overcome every other, bur- like, right. hurdle for what a normal,
0: healthy relationship needs. You know, I, it's, like... I feel never... like it's easier to back out of things when you haven't met somebody in person yet and you just you text them. And I, I bet the amount of people who get stood up on dates Yeah. Has uh really exponentially gotten or like, larger.
1: Or plans that just drop midweek, you know, like you're texting yeah. like, Oh, we're gonna go on Friday and then you don't ever hear, hear back from them. And you're like, yo, it seemed like we we're both into going
0: out but maybe not and And then there's one person on the other end who could have twenty matches who are just, yeah. tech, just going willy-frickin-nilly over here. Yeah. And then you have a couple, and you are you take it more seriously I mean, than some. But I
1: guess that could be true if you were going out and meeting people, you know, like, at a bar, or through friends. You could still be doing yeah, that
0: kind it, of stuff. being think... on your phone, like, seeing all the prospects in front of you. Right. Yeah, I that... feel
2: like it devalues people. Yeah. Like
0: it, really, it really gives you that, like,
1: constantly kind of looking over your shoulder for, like, the next best thing yeah. type of mentality. So you can never... Truly, maybe focus on one person because you're just thinking like, oh, I don't like this about you, but this person looks like they don't have that, and I like this about them. Like
0: next, I use it. Yeah. I use it primarily for hookups. I mean, and that seems like a like a good use of it. Yeah, I met my I met my boyfriend in person. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, I was there. the night I met Eric. Oh. Yeah.
2: Was I? Yeah, I was drunk. I don't. Well,
0: I don't remember. We we all were. Uh, <laughs>
2: Okay. That's that's magic, yeah. yeah,
0: that's a good hate, Noah. And what's your love?
2: I uh, used to live on the West Coast. Um, and, you know, now that I live on the East Coast, I think I love weather. Like, oh. having a really nice day, like, is such an awesome feeling. You actually, like, there's this episode of Broad City where, like, Alana is, like, she has, like, a a sun lamp. Or something like that, and she turns it on, and, like, she gets, like, a real high from it, and that's yeah. actually what happens when the sun comes out after, like, 30 days of goddamn miserable rain. So, I love weather. <laughs>
1: What's your hate, T? Um, so, my hate was going to be uh, about, like, the Trump administration strengthening the conscious rule, which would allow health coworkers workers to not perform certain acts based off their religious beliefs, but then I saw Katy Perry's outfit at the Met Gala, and that's definitely my biggest <laughs> Okay, I gotta
0: Google this stuff. Okay, listen. He's not Googling the first way He's gonna Google Katy Perry's outfit. <laughs> first, yeah,
1: first of all, let me just say this. I, I liked Katy Perry when she first came out. I know it doesn't matter if I like her or not, but something about her just bothers me. Yeah, she's irritating. So this year she showed up, as a fucking chandelier. <laughs> and I don't know if we're supposed to be like, oh, Katie, you're so quirky. Look at you. We love it. But I just feel like she's just always trying to like be like, look at me. I'm Katy Perry. I'm kooky and weird. <laughs> don't worry about Lady Gaga. And then like Lady Gaga comes in just like, <laughs> so cool.
0: Yeah, she slayed it. The night the gala theme was camp. Yeah, so she came in as a
1: chandelier, and I was like, whoa, Katie, <laughs> as campy. usual, it's like, you're annoying. not campy,
3: really? And then...
1: Like,
0: camp corny,
2: or...
1: Like, it's, uh, camp
0: is... Camp, it's hard to
1: explain. basking in the fabulousness, irony, and humor of being extra. Hmm. There's nothing yeah. fabulous about being a chandelier. I'm sorry, I'm not into it. And then not oh, <laughs> only I'm she was a chandelier, Perry, but... when she was inside the party, she transformed into a hamburger. Might have been a cheeseburger. I don't know for sure. But she had a giant fucking hamburger as if she worked at McDonald's and was coming in to be like, hey, kids, I'm the hamburger. And with like a lettuce dress underneath.
0: I wasn't here for it. I was here for the lettuce dress. I'm not going
1: to lie. Sam did. But I think it's because it reminds you of nature or something.
2: You're probably I feel like with the limited resources that these people have, these are kind of duds. Like, Thank you, Noah.
1: Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, Bitch. You have all this money. You're on the world stage. I mean, I know the whole world's not watching, but, okay, people that care are watching. Mm. And this is what you bring me? You bring me Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast? No. she came as the Beast, I'd be like, K-T. Oh, yeah. Unexpected. I would like that, too. Unexpected. Glamour Beast. What? No, she came as Lumiere. And not even, like, sexy. He's hella sexy. She made him... Mm, Sorry, Katie. Hate it. Um, But what I love... Is uh, the Netflix documentary Knocking Down the House? Have you guys yes. seen it? Yet? I haven't seen it yet. It was really nice. It was very inspiring. Um, it followed AOC, a woman from St. Louis named Cory Bush, Amy Viala from Las Vegas, who was inspired to get into politics because her daughter had gone to daughter. the emergency room with signs of like a, sh- like a blood clot and she didn't have insurance and like it turned her away and then she ended up dying, I think, from an aneurysm. Oh. Not soon after that. Um, and then Paula Jean Swearingen from West Virginia. And all Swearingen, of them, yeah. Swearingen, all of them were against big time encumbrance and they had like no shot and I wish I can't remember but there's one Democratic party that goes out looks for nominees to kind of go out there and start supporting them. Mm-hmm. I've always lost, is it? I can't remember. It's like some
2: grassroots. Some yeah. grassroots campaign. Oh, okay.
1: So you just find people that That, again, really care, come from this community, want to make a difference, going against people who just – who haven't had anybody run against them or been on the ballot for, like, I think AOC's guy was, like, 14 years or something. Yeah. Um, He didn't even live in the district that he was in Congress for. But anyway, it was just really inspiring to see how much they really wanted it and not everybody made it through. And and just to see finally – a change hopefully a bigger change in our government of it really reflecting and representing like real people yeah. who really understand the problems they're trying to fix and want to fix them um so especially after this healthcare conversation it just really makes me realize we need to get people in there that really understand what americans are facing and i think aoc i can't remember the exact quote she said but basically she's like you know people just want help to get by they don't they're not asking for so much they just want to be recognized and just a little bit help to get by um so i just really loved it and i highly recommend it everyone watch because it it's really entertaining documentary yeah. as well
2: it's not long either it's yeah. like an hour and 15 20 minutes and i was bummed
1: it was, was over i was like, like
2: uh, what?
1: but i mean i already loved aoc but it just made me like I feel like she's such like a statement right now. Mm-hmm. It just really personalized her a little bit more for me. And um, I just really liked how she would be out there campaigning and then it would show her going to her job. And like, especially as like a firmer service, she like go downstairs and fill the ice bucket and carry it all the way up and put it in the bar. And like mm. the stuff that's so hard about jobs that people think are so mundane and don't really understand and, oh, you don't really work. You don't have a real job to see like, and know personally. It is a real job. And to also see her busting her ass outside of there to want to make a better place for everyone, it was just it was really inspiring. And just remind me, you guys, tip your servers 20%, 25%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got I the means to Honestly, it. <laughs> I cannot
1: wait till I get to a position in life where I can just be like, Tipping servers like, oh, 500%. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for this um, latte. Here's $500. <laughs> Tell Ti Jones from Highly Political is here. <laughs> Some making days left and right. <laughs> One time when I was a server, um, LL Cool J came in for brunch on Easter and he tipped me two hundred dollars on a five hundred dollars tab, and he was so nice. So then I gave him the bill. I was like, "Oh, thank you so much. Have like a great day, or whatever." He's like, "Oh, thank you so much. You trying to butter me up now?" I was like, "What? I thought I've been buttering you up this whole time." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, I'm just kidding." And he did that like LL Cool Today thing where he like licks his lips and he pulled out his wallet oh, and gave me two hundred bucks. Sh- and I told one of the other servers, and she's like, "What? It was that tip pull house." Um... <laughs> she was like, "What? I would have just I would have just said he gave me a hundred bucks and kept the other hundred for myself." Like that's a good idea, but I didn't want to do LL like that.
2: Yeah. I think LL Cool J was flirting with you.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't think he was flirting with me because it wasn't that type of vibe. Mm. Because I think LL Cool J is just a very like magnetic whole
0: life is flirting. He's very
1: charismatic, mm -hmm. magnetic, like that. Yeah. That where it was like it felt very much like an older gentleman man and like a young daughter type of love that type of vibe. You know what I mean? It Mm. didn't feel like. Okay, LL, thank you for this money. And I felt like yeah. dirty. You were like, <laughs> oh, cool, thanks,
0: Dad. Yeah, I was just like, you know, like. It
1: was like,
2: wholesome.
1: Yeah, it was wholesome. It was wholesome. Oh, hey, gotcha. don't do LL like that, okay? No way. It was wholesome.
2: Yeah, I've never met him. You have. You know him better. You know him better than. Oh. You know LL Cool J better than both of us. Oh, my God. Guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Sam, what? what do you love and hate?
0: Well, my hate is a Georgia just uh, enacted an eight-week abortion ban it's the oh. worst news i've heard all week it's terrible it is really bad it's super hard. women don't even realize they're pregnant yeah at that point like some people aren't noticing the signs and like it's it's some people don't really like oh am i late oh my god it's the time it's just terrible it's a it's a healthcare issue i mean it's really has a lot everything to do with women's health and i think it's just a, a political pawn yeah and it's unfair, and it, um, it disproportionately affects women of color. And Georgia is a predominant, like of a, a large African American population. So, I think it's terrible. That. So I yeah, that. it's so terrible. Um, really brought the mood down after LL apologies, everybody, <laughs> and um, my love is gonna bring it back to the Met Gala. Okay. Um, Sarah Saronin, the Lady Bird actress, the the young mm. young blood. She was caught. This is all hearsay because it's from like Daily Wait, Mail or something. say her name again? Sersa Ronan? Or is it Sersa? Sersa?
2: I think it's Sersha.
0: Sersha. Sersha Ronan.
2: Sersha yeah. Ronan,
0: yeah. So this is on on one of the gossip sites, but I'm going to take it as real because this is a great story. So she, she brought in little alcohol bottles in her purse and just asked the bartenders for mixers at the Met Gala.
1: <laughs> Wait. That's how she got caught? Yeah. I thought, like, when she was walking in, they looked in her purse and saw her bottles. So she went into a party that had free booze mm-hmm. and <laughs> snuck in. Her- Whoa. She's, she's, that's the most Irish
0: thing I've ever heard in
1: my entire life. I mean, it would be one thing if she was, like, they weren't serving doubles, and she would just get a vodka tonic and then, like, open her purse and be like, <laughs> and pour in another little bottle of vodka. I'd be like, okay, i to see you. But, like, I'd be standing there, like, um... You know this is free, right? You can just ask for a whole bottle. You're a celebrity, you can take
0: it to your table. I know. <laughs> Apparently, she got kicked out too, which I loved. Oh my god, that's hilarious! It's so funny. I love it. What is a little little drunken Irish chick over here?
2: Is okay. that Kemp to get kicked out of MacGill? It is, right? It's very she... extra. She was so extra. It was part of her. Co- oh, oh my god!
0: Oh! Okay. I wow. Love her.
1: I love your Katy Perry came as a hamburger, and this bitch got kicked out as part of her costume. Damn. Okay. Ooh, that one almost got. That one almost got past us. Thank you, Noah. Wow. Wow. Woo. Super camp. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Oh my god.
0: Well. Uh, well, thank Noah, you, Noah. Thank for you. yeah, you
1: made us realize so many things today, but most importantly,
0: that that was camp. Yeah, that was camp. <laughs> As hell. I love this. This is so much
1: fun. <laughs> um, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to follow us at highly underscore political. See you guys soon. Bye.